Tommy's specific ailment was strabismic amblyopia. His left eye turned in toward his nose. When that happens, the vision becomes blurry and the brain shuts down that eye. Simply put, Tommy didn't see well, nor did he do well in school. His bad eyesight predisposed him to being academically challenged, particularly when it came to reading. He had done so poorly in his first year in school that he was made to repeat the first grade at Eastdale Elementary School, which was about a half a mile from our house up towards Hoyt Street. He repeated first grade, passed, and went on into the second grade. When he finished the second grade, the local board of education redistricted the school system and Tommy had to change schools. His new school, Sunnyside Elementary, was a mile from our house in the opposite direction. But they did not accept his second grade credentials from Eastdale Elementary, so he had to repeat the second grade too. This made him two years older than his classmates, which put him in an unavoidable and socially awkward position, one that invited ridicule. He hated being called cross-eyes, or dummy, or moron. From that point on, Tommy was hypersensitive to failures, humiliations, slights, and hurts, both real and perceived. It didn't help that our aunts, uncles, and daddy were always kidding him about his little brother. Better watch out, Tommy. Barry's going to catch up with you one of these days. You better be careful. I never corrected them, never took Tommy's side. One day, Mother got a call from the principal, Mrs. Wright, a Virginian who pronounced it out and about oddly. The semester had just begun. I would start school the next fall, so I was home with Mother when the call came. Tommy had been too embarrassed to ask for permission to go to the bathroom to do a number two, so he held it. And he held it. Until finally he couldn't hold it any longer and just let it go. And he did. In his pants. Mother borrowed a car from Velma, put me in the front seat. There were no laws against that in 1945, nor were there any such things as seat belts. And we drove to the school to get Tommy. He was standing out on the sidewalk with Mrs. Wright. He was crying. She was holding his hand. When he got in the back seat, Mother told him not to sit down because Velma had told her that she didn't want any shit getting on her upholstery. So he stood up all the time. And all the time he kept whimpering, more or less in my ear, It's just a itty bit, Mama. It's just a itty bit. When I started school in the fall of 1946, I went to Sunnyside, too. I was there from the first grade through the sixth. I did not go to kindergarten as Tommy had. Sunnyside's main building was what, generously speaking, might be called Classic Revival though not much of it was classic, except perhaps the odors associated with elementary schools of the time, glue, disinfectant, cafeteria, and the readily recognized, though hard to identify, odor of, well, elementary schools. It was a masonry building with nine over one windows that peeled lead paint. The main structure was built during the 1920s or 1930s, and during the 1940s an addition was built to accommodate a new auditorium and a few new classrooms for the three lower grades. I hated school, just like Tommy did. It's impossible to say who hated school more, but I hated it, shall I say, ardently, and that may be an understatement. Like my brother, I didn't read well, though for different reasons. I was dyslexic. Or so I think I was, looking back, I was never diagnosed, even though the condition had been known since 1881. 
I'm not sure that anybody had been diagnosed with dyslexia in 1946 America. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that I was inept at memorizing poems or Bible verses. I had trouble conjugating verbs correctly or reciting my times tables accurately, especially if I had to do it out loud. Both Tommy and I were utterly incompetent at playing the little red and white plastic recorder called a flutophone. There were very few activities, curricular or extracurricular, that either of us liked, other than leaving school and going home. Unless looking at National Geographic counts as an extracurricular activity, they were shelved, strangely enough, in the hallway outside Mrs. Wright's office, and I sat on the floor, sometimes with a friend or two, looking at them. When we were lucky, we found pictures of brown...